1: We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Would you pray with me this beautiful day? Abba, our Father, Avinmo Kenu, our Father and our King, we thank you, Lord, for your love. On this day, which is called Valentine's Day in the world, every day, Lord, his valentines with you because of your love, because of what you've given us, how you've shown us love, that we may love others in that way. So, Lord, we give our hearts and our minds and our spirit over to you, Lord, and we love you and we magnify your holy name. We bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua amen well we're currently talking uh, about getting to know and sharing with jewish people today's the fourth show on this topic and i'm trying to get you familiar with jewish people culture their faith and and they're really the things that cause them to not want to listen to you about yeshua being the messiah but i want you to be more confident Before we begin, we have some items to send to you as resources. They're free. So email me and I'll email you the resources uh, on sharing. You don't have to title them. Just say, send me the resources. That'll be fine. But it's sharing God's word from the Hebrew Bible, which we're going to look at today. Issues of history, how to approach Jewish people and prophecy. So. If the Heart of Messiah program is valuable to your spiritual life, I'd ask you to send us a gift to help stay, I'll stay on air. Uh, our number is eight one three eight three one five six seven three. So whether it's a gift or you would like to get the materials, speak to Karen at eight one three eight three one five six seven three. Also if you have questions for me or would like to make some comments, certainly you can email me at rabbi at heart of Messiah.org, and I'll try and include them in my radio teachings now last week we talked about a really difficult subject which is Martin Luther who was a great man of God but towards the end of his life uh, wrote these things in a book called Jews and their lies and seven things we should do with Jews including burning synagogues and books and we're not going to go over that again so if you need to hear that uh, listen to last week's program. That's fine. We also touched a little bit about how to approach Jewish people. And hey, it's Valentine's Day. So the number one thing you can do when you're approaching Jewish people is to show your love for them. And learn how to love and to trust them. So for for this uh, particular portion of how to approach Jewish people, that would be the number one thing. But the number two thing is ask questions and listen. do you go to a synagogue what do you believe what do jews believe about heaven so on and so forth Uh, you can ask questions about traditions will your children go through bar and bat mitzvah why Um, hey at passover do you also use three matzot and break the middle one hide it away and redeem it at the end of your seder why do you do that um You can discuss social issues, but as I said before, (laughs) Jewish people are extremely liberal, so you wouldn't want to talk about abortion and gay rights uh, because you're going to get into an argument and you won't be able to share your faith. If you wear a Jewish star, a menorah, a chai, um, Jewish people... Uh, we'll appreciate that, probably. You know, in the past, I've said when you wear a Jewish star with a cross, that probably isn't great. But you know what? I've seen in the in the recent years that Jewish people have questions about it, and it does give you a chance to share. It's not my favorite, but, uh, I, you know, I think it's fine. You know, another thing we can do is let our light shine before men, and in this case Jewish people, in such a way that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. You know, things like feeding the poor. Uh, This is a way to not only meet Jewish people, but also to uh, develop relationship with them. And the last thing I'd say about how to approach Jewish people or anybody is don't argue don't take offense but rather find out and understand you can always come back at a later date and discuss things but don't argue don't take offense Um, look look at it practically if you've been looking at the debates the republican debates Everybody who has really argued or taken an offense has lost in the polls. And that's because we don't like people who argue. And uh, so, you know, they become unfriendly. And we don't care for that. So the same thing when you're sharing your faith. Look, many Jewish people misunderstand the faith when believers share with them simply because Christians are using Christian jargon because we're seeking to build a messianic culture and we're sharing with Jewish people. Our speech should be a little bit different. Um, In fact, if you're messianic in your mind and your heart, your speech should always be different. So let me give you some examples of this. My greatest example is to say Christ. Instead of saying Christ, why don't you say Messiah? Now, I realize I'm treading on very sacred ground here because the majority of the Christian community says Christ and says it in a way that um, almost uh, makes it sound like it's the the last name of Jesus. And in fact, if you ask the majority of Christians, I would bet not more than 50% can tell you what the name Christ means. Now, you're listening to this show. I'm assuming you already know that Christ means anointed one, Messiah, Mashiach. And so why not use a word that everybody understands? If you were to say, we're going to pray in the name of Messiah, then everybody understands, and and that... But but if you say in the name of Christ, or you say Jesus Christ, uh, there are a lot of people who are not going to really get what you're saying. And so Christ is not his name. Christ is a description of who, in this case, Jesus or Yeshua is. I remember it was kind of funny speaking to a Baptist preacher one day, And we were talking about things, and he was grilling me on whether I was really saved or not, which is what most people do once they find out I'm Jewish. And so um, I said, but why do you say Christ instead of Messiah? And he says, look we've been doing this for 2000 years and i said that's such a jewish answer (laughs) tradition tradition oh so you have to have a little sense of humor when you're doing this as well because really when you look at this it's there are traditions in the church as well it's not just jewish traditions there are church traditions anyway let's continue Instead of saying Jesus, you might say Yeshua. Um, but one of the things I want to point out with this is something I've pointed out before, but I, it just needs to be repeated and repeated so you get it, really. In Isaiah twelve two and 3... Okay, it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord. My God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation with joy. You will draw water from the wells of salvation. Now, remember from long ago, Yeshua is the word in Hebrew for salvation. What if you took that word yeshua meaning that we know it's related to jesus but actually means salvation and what if you put the name yeshua into isaiah 12 2 and 3 this is how it would sound and when you hear me say yeshua for those of you who'd like you could say in your mind jesus okay here it goes verse 2 of isaiah 12 behold God is my Yeshua. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord, my God, is my strength and my song. He also has become my Yeshua. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of Yeshua. Doesn't that make you think a while? I, I think that is so, so cool. So in, if we're talking about terminology, it's wonderful to say Yeshua. You can say Yeshua HaMashiach or Yeshua the Messiah. Um, uh, but when you're talking to somebody in, um, who is Jewish, um, there are certain words you really don't want to say. The number one word you do not want to say is converted. This is as if you are putting a dagger into a Jewish person's heart. Do not use the word converted for any reason. (laughs) Never. Because that is the killer word. Because what it means is that a Jew has to become something else. And... I know it's a word that's used a lot in Christianity. Now, I personally don't like completed Jew either. And I'd be very happy if you'd like to call you a completed Gentile, but I'm not sure you'd be satisfied with that either. So why don't we get off those and just say Jewish people who believe in Jesus are messianic. And many people who are not Jewish are also Messianic uh, in, in their thinking. But instead of the word converting, why don't we say turned or returned to God or returned to Yeshua? You don't have to use the word converted. Okay, another word that could be difficult is church. Why not use congregation? That is a word that works, or a body of believers when talking about the larger group. Now, look, um, cross can be a difficult word for a Jewish person. You could say Messiah's death or on the tree or on the stake, but there's sometimes you cannot say anything except cross. I get it. So, for instance, When you say to carry your cross daily, you obviously are not going to be carrying your tree daily or your execution stake daily. So we have to be reasonable when we're looking at words that work. But, you know, when you're speaking to somebody, you want to, in a sense, sell them on your ideas. So when you use words that hurt their heart, you know, you're you're you might win a battle, but you're going to lose the war. So another one is trinity, not a great word. I would say triune nature for that one. Instead of salvation or being saved, why don't we use the word atonement or redeemed? Much better words um, for a Jewish person. And I think in some ways, much better person uh, word for anybody. I mean... You know, if you say to somebody, hey, you must be saved, um, you know, that p- gives the person a, a, a negative feeling. But your sins must be atoned for and y- God will redeem you has a much nicer ring to it. Now, this will take practice because, see, your the words you use are are so a part of you. Um, old Testament, New Testament could be Hebrew scriptures or Tanakh uh, would be the old covenant uh, or the new covenant could be but those aren't as big. I already talked about the word saved and unsaved. Why don't we say pre-believer? Uh, much more positive thing. <laughs> instead of baptism or baptized, uh, we use the word mikvah or immersed. If you don't want to use the Hebrew, just say immersed. And instead of the word witness, I would use the word share, just because with all due respect to other people, oftentimes Jewish people will think of Jehovah's Witnesses, Uh, And I think it would be better if we use the word we're sharing our faith. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, if you're talking about B.C., which would stand for before Christ, you could say B.C.E., which is the Jewish way of saying it before the common era. And um, A.D., I know Domini uh, uh, Domini, I'm sorry, Year of Our Lord could be changed to CE, Common Era, for afterwards. So be careful when you're using words like new birth or saved by the blood of the Lamb. These things don't mean anything to Jewish people. This is why it's so important to ask questions so that you can use your verbiage to um, really speak to them Uh, about words that they understand you know born again these are words that don't make any sense to a jewish person okay now we're going to go into a new uh portion or topic on on how to share with jewish people and um before i do that let me mention that Many of us have the uh, five or four spiritual laws. I'm bringing people to the Lord. But, you know, you can do this all from the Hebrew scriptures. So let me share that with you. How to share God's saving grace through the Hebrew scriptures. Number one, we are all sinners before God. You could use Isaiah 64, 6. Which says no one calls on your name or stirs himself up to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities, and uh we know that we all have sinned and and so um, that's Certainly uh, one way of looking at this, the the fact of sin. But then we go to Isaiah 59, 2, which says uh, we're separated by the sin. It says this, rather your iniquities have made a separation between you and God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear you. This would be an amazing scripture to talk to Jewish people about because it's in their Bible. And I, it, it is not how Jewish people think at all. So it, they have to come to grips with that. Now, that's assuming that they believe in the Bible, <laughs> which is not a good assumption. <laughs> uh, finally, we uh, a couple other scriptures, Isaiah 53, 6, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So you ask a Jewish person, who's him? (laughs) Who is him? Who has all the sin upon them? Who has been taking that? And then you go to Leviticus 17:11, and you say, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your lives, for it is the blood that makes atonement because of life. So if blood makes atonement, there must be blood sacrifice, which is what they did prior to Yeshua. So what is the blood sacrifice today? You know, you're speaking to your Jewish friend or anybody, really and then finally you finish it up with Isaiah 53:10 through 12 yet it pleased the lord to bruise him he caused him to suffer if he makes his soul a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the will of Adon- the Lord will succeed by his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous. And he will bear their iniquities. So now we see that God's servant will make people righteous and will bear the sins of the people. So who is that? And so the question is, would you like to receive Yeshua, who is that servant who has made people righteous and takes their sins upon himself so it's a beautiful thing to be able to share from the Hebrew scriptures and and so I would ask you to practice this this is a wonderful thing now dealing with Jewish objections you will get and, and not only will you get objections from Jewish people but you'll obviously get objections from many people And the first thing, look, when you start sharing with people and you're finding out about people, the first thing to find out is if they believe in God and if they believe in Scripture, because if they don't believe in Scripture and they don't believe in God, there is no sense using those examples to try and convince them, right? So there have to be other ways to speak to people. But let's assume for a moment that you're trying to explain to a Jewish person how Scripture is amazing and it's from God. And when somebody says, but look at all the people who wrote Scripture, how can it really be from God? My answer is, look at all the people who wrote Scripture. This is a miracle that they can come together in one book, all these divergent people over these centuries, and have a book that is one book that is, is used for study. I mean, this is, a, this is one of the greatest miracles there is that God would choose all these different people to write his one book and make it so that after you study it, you, you have to believe. That's amazing. But here's another example. And I'll just be able to whet your appetite because we're going to have to continue this next week. We're out of time. But here's one example. So scripture is accurate and Prophetic. And I'm using Isaiah 11, 11 through 12. So I'm going to explain to you and the Jewish people why Scripture can be trusted and believed. Okay, so you got to come back next week because I have other things like... um, you know, the fact that uh, Columbus said the world was round in Scripture. And, oh, we're also going to talk about God is one versus a plural nature of God. This is going to be so much fun when we get back. So let's um, just ask you to remember to call us, 813-831-5673. Ask for Karen, and we'll send you the email of these different um, parts that i'm i'm speaking from like sharing god's word from the hebrew scriptures and so on well it's been a blessing to talk to you today i pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of messiah let's close with prayer abba father teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. No!